60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Robert Palmer is the consumer empowering voice all over the airwaves of the Southern United States, explaining all important facets of finance from savings to credit cards, credit scores, loans of every type, and building your wealth. And most importantly, becoming empowered, becoming in charge of your money. Hasn't it always seemed that from the very first dollar you ever got all the way through the paychecks that you get now, it, it just seems like we're not in control. It seems like the bank's in, in control, the credit card company's in control. Uh, somebody might be writing you saying you owe them money. And it just gets to where you just feel like money is kind of something that we don't understand and we can't control. But you can control it. You can become your own CFO. You can become the head of finance for yourself, your family, even your small company or large company. Today, Robert Palmer is going to be talking about the problems with auto pay. And we'll be looking back at how RP funding began and how each and every innovation has been designed over the past eight years to help you. We're going to talk about the no closing cost refi loan and what you need to do to take advantage of it. We'll talk about that HARP program. Is the government still backing the HARP program? We'll talk about RP funding charging no lender fees. Well, how can they do that? when other companies depend on those fees to keep the lights on. Well, Robert will explain. And we'll talk about the advantages of a refinance. What are all the things that you can do with the money that is sitting idle in your home right now? There are very smart financial strategies that Robert will tell us about that are very easy to follow. But right now, Robert, let's kick off the show with out of sight, out of mind, bill paying. Uh, so I, I got this going on right now, Rob. So we, we leased a copy machine right? In the very early days of RP funding. Sure. And so we quit using this copy machine about six months before the lease was up because we bought new ones. We moved in the new building, kind of retired the old one. It's actually sitting in storage. And so when we moved, uh, we called the lease people or we read the lease and it said we had to give them notice, whatever, and, and to terminate it, right? And, and so we sent in the letter to terminate it. Well, we sent the letter in too early. Now, did they call us back and tell us this? Of course not. Well, they did right after it was too late. Right. And, and so and so what they do is they give you this this brief window like you have to give us notice in writing between day 59 and day 31 that you are going to uh, return the equipment and cancel the lease or else we will automatically renew it for 12 additional months at the same rate. Right. And again, I haven't used this copy machine in six months. It's been sitting in storage. And so we sent the letter a couple days early. And then when they called us to tell us the letter got there too early, it was a couple days too late. So like it's like we sent the letter on like day 65. Right. So they were rejected it. And they called us on day 27 to tell us they rejected it. And that was too late. So now I was stuck with this stupid copy machine for another 12 months. So I'm going to have to pay another like $4,000 over the next 12 months and continue to keep this thing in storage. And so I got mad. I, just, I wrote them the check for the full 12 months and sent the thing back. But they still told me if I don't send the letter next year between day 59 and day 31, even though they already have the machine back, they will bill me for another year. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so and, and this is how this works. It's like, well, cancel anytime you want. Just call between 2.51 and 2.53 a.m. And our customer service will be happy to cancel. I mean, you know, so that's the other thing. When Once we give this information, it's hard. It's hard to get people out. Like, like I've got an American Express. This is one This is one beef I have with American Express. And, again, I think this is supposed to be for convenience. So I, I had, I, I've had American Express for probably like, uh, I don't know, 12, 13, maybe 14 or 15 years now, right? Mm -hmm. and, and one thing that they do is if you have stuff on auto pay and you lose that card and they give you a replacement card – they will let the auto pay continue to go through even though it has the wrong credit card number. Oh, come And on. so I think the idea is that's for your convenience, right? Well, over the past however many years, I've probably been through eight or nine American Express cards because I, I tend to lose things from time to time. You know, like in my younger days, I would like leave them at bars and never see them again. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained. Like I'm not going right. to lie. I'm a little scatterbrained. So I, whatever. So I've probably lost my credit card. I dropped the wallet in the ocean a couple times, that's whatever. Right. And, and so I've probably been through seven cards. And so there are some things that hit my American Express card, and I cannot figure out what they are. And when I call the company to find out what they are, they ask me for the last four digits of my credit card number, 
And I have no idea what it is because this is a credit card number I haven't had in like 13 or 14 years. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I, there is a charge. It's like $9 a month. And I think it's for some like online research thing or something I bought once upon a time. I have no idea how to cancel it. I cannot, oh, no. I cannot cancel it because I don't know what the American Express number they have is. And so, I'm, I mean, I probably, probably have to like dispute it with American Express and get them involved and have them help me figure it sure. out. But I have been trying to, I've tried two or three times. And, and so I'll, I'll think about it. I'll be, you know, once upon a time, I'll look at the bill and I'll be like, oh, oh, this $9, what is this? I, I need to cancel that. And then I'll try and then I don't get anywhere and then I give up and I forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then like six months later, it'll happen again. And like six months later, it'll happen again. This, this is my own little little bit of financial zombieism that I have, you know. And we all have it. I get it. We deal with it. And uh, and I've got to get better about that, you know. Yeah. But but it's they make it so difficult because I don't even know what – I don't know what the credit – like, well, sir, if you'll just give us the last four digits of your credit card number, we can look up your file and we can cancel it. And so this this online subscription thing is tied to an email address I haven't had in 12 years, a credit card I haven't had in 12 years, and I have paid them a lot of money over yeah, the last $9 12 years. a month for 12 years. Yeah, it's not good. It's kind of like the dating sites. There's good. no way you can get out of those dating sites once oh, yeah. you – once you go to one of them and you say, look, I don't want to do this anymore, they've already got your automatic withdrawal, and yep. they just keep doing it. You it, know, it, It's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, so this this is it. So my advice today, and we're going to have to put this on the rules. We'll have to make this one of the rules, Rob. Something about, you know, we, in the past we've called it our financial spring cleaning, um, but it's the mm-hmm. idea that every so often you should take your bank account, take your credit card statements, take them all, lay them out, and highlight everything that is auto pay and, and, and put some thought into it. Think about it. Wake up. Uh, cut the zombie, the zombiness for a couple hours, and take a look and see what your where your money's going. If you've just tuned in, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer on this chosen radio station. And what do I mean by that? Well, when Robert Palmer decided to expand his business from just Central Florida to go nationwide, he decided that we had to go on more radio stations. See, it all began with one station in Orlando, Florida. And now, of course, as Robert spreads out and wants to help more people who want home loans and want consumer financing and want consumer help, well, we had to go on the radio and talk about it. And that's why this radio station was chosen. Oh, we researched long and hard in this market to find the right station for the right audience. That audience is you, and this is the right station. And hey, if you're among the thousands of people who would like to buy a home, but you're hesitant, well, let's take a minute to help you out, to get the ball rolling, so to speak. All right, here's some of the problems that you might be thinking about. One, you have no idea if you can get approved for a home loan. Number two, maybe you don't know how much home you could afford. Number three, you're not sure how to find the best realtor to represent you in the transaction. And number four, maybe you already own a home, but since the crash of 2008, you're not sure if your home is recovered in value enough for you to have the equity to get into the next home. Well, guess what? One call simply does it all. RP Funding can help you with no obligation whatsoever. No obligation at all. Thousands of people, just like you, have found out how easy it is to get rid of the landlord, get rid of the problems dealing with that landlord, and getting into your very own home. 855-773-8634-855-773-8634. No obligation, no hard sales, no smoke and mirrors, just results. Well, Robert, it was eight some years ago when you started out this company, and all along the way, you've created more and more innovations to help people, to help the consumer, unlike almost everybody else in the industry. So let's go back to what you were thinking when you first began and how all these changes came about. Yeah, so, so I'm sitting here, and I'm, let's see, I'm, I'm 27. Yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm 27 years old. Uh, I had been a senior vice president of this big billion dollar lender and you know, they're gone. And uh, there had been a lot of other companies who had tried to recruit me, you know, over that last year. And I, I told them all no. And so now I'm thinking, well, you know, they're all out of business too. So I, you know, really everything was gone. And so it's like, all right, do I want to stay in the mortgage business or do I want to go do something else? And I said, you know, I'm going to give this one, one last whirl and uh, I'm going to start my own company and I'm going to do it differently and I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to put the consumer first mm-hmm. and all this crap that they've been teaching us and, and embraining us about, you know, charging crazy fees and making crazy commissions and chasing greed. I'm going to do it differently. Right. And, and the crazy thing is, Rob, so I, I do this at the time. I say, you know what? We're not going to charge the lender fees, you know, because one, when I, when I finally get my own company, see, when I own my own company, the first time it was just a mortgage broker. Right. And so I only knew what I knew. 
And then when I when I was a senior vice president of the lender, uh, I was I was like right I was right at the level below the people that actually had access to the financials. So I didn't really even know. I knew we made a lot of money. I didn't know how much that really was because mm-hmm. I didn't. I, they didn't show me all the profit, right? Sure. Like I saw kind of what they would call my division profit, but I didn't see how much money they actually made off of the servicing and how much money they made off of some of these Wall Street deals. And and so when I finally get RP funding opened. And I'm, I'm looking at how much money is to be made on loan servicing and how much money there's to be made by going straight to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and securitizing. And I was blown away. And so I said, all right, so you know what? I don't, I'm not going to charge these fees anymore. I'm going to get rid of all of our lender fees. No more lender fees. That's done. And, uh, and I'm going to give people great rates because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be greedy. I'm going to put the customer first. And I think that people will tell their friends and family and I can build this reputation for doing right by people and give them a great product at a great price and I will be successful. And I'm going to advertise because if no one knows I'm doing that, it's not going to do any good. <laughs> and and the funny thing is that that I am now more successful than I think I ever would have been had I taken the other approach. I would have made a lot more money in the early days. I would have made a lot more money in the short term. Mm-hmm. But because we're so big now and we do so much volume, even with the great deals and the no lender fees and everything else, we make great money because of the volume and, and because our loans are so sought after in the secondary market because they're so high quality. You know, all these things that I never really thought about. And, and it's amazing. And it all started by making a decision to put the consumer first and to do what was best for the consumer, not to do what was best for my salespeople, not to do what was best for me, not to do what was going to put the most money in my pocket, but do what was best for the consumer, do what was best to get them into a home with an affordable payment without a bunch of junk fees, right? And to take care of them. And, and, and the beautiful thing is it worked. And all of my all of my cohorts, you know, all of my buddies at the Mortgage Bankers Conference thought I was crazy. And they told me I would fail, you know, and, and they told me, you know, Robert, if you're not going to pay your salespeople these crazy commissions, they're not going to work for you. And Robert, if you're not going to charge all these fees, you're never going to make enough money to stay in business. And I'm just like, guys, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I see how much, how much, see how much money there is to be made off of these mortgages mm-hmm. without doing any of that. So what's the problem? What, how is your mortgage company run so inefficiently that you have to charge all these crazy fees? Or, or how is your your product so inept that the only way you can get a, a salesperson to to be one of your employees is to pay them a ridiculously high commission? And uh, you know, Robert, I sent you this weekend on, yeah. on a so on. On was it Thursday? I talked about how I got the letter from a competitor offering, you know, 400 basis points per loan closing, which is eight thousand dollars in commission. This is to the salesperson. This is not to the company. They were they were trying to recruit me as a salesperson because I, I have a license. Oh. You know, I have a I have a loan originator license, mm-hmm. and apparently they didn't scrub their database. I was going to say you they know? didn't know who you were. So they sent me a letter. <laughs> they sent me a letter, and they definitely know who I am. They just didn't scrub <clears> the <throat> database. Um, they sent me a letter, and you know, saying Robert, you know, dear Robert Palmer, you should come work for us and be one of our salespeople. And we will pay you $8,000 in commission on a $200,000 loan. And we will pay you $16,000 in commission on a $400,000 loan. God. And I'm thinking to myself, where is all that money going to come from? Because while there is a lot of money in this, there is not that much money in it unless you are gouging the customer with rates and fees. And so I, I did a Google search this weekend to see if I could find, if there was anything online about that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so what I found was it was not that company. I actually found a different company offering the same thing, offering the, the, the 4% per loan, right, on, on on the regular mortgages. But here was the kicker, Rob. They were offering 13% commission on reverse mortgages. Okay? It blew me away when you sent me that. This so week. what the ad said is close a $100,000 reverse mortgage and make $13,000 in commission. Commission. Okay, I mean, if you want to talk about who you're taking advantage of, uh-huh. so we're going to take the loan product where it's made for people that are over 62, and we're going to gouge them so badly. So on $100,000, this same company, who I consider to already pay egregious commissions, on a $100,000 regular mortgage to the average age citizen, they pay a $4,000 commission. When you do a $100,000 loan to a senior citizen on a reverse mortgage, they pay you a $13,000 commission because they're able to gouge, because they're able to take advantage of that age group, because in their mind, they're not as tech savvy. They're not as is going to shop around. They're maybe desperate for the money on the reverse mortgage. So they're paying a $13,000 commission on a $100,000 reverse mortgage. Do a $200,000 reverse mortgage, $26,000 in commission. So again, the senior is borrowing $100,000 and $13,000 of that is going to the sales guy. And somehow oh, we think man. this is okay. And so here was the other thing. In this in this article, Rob, or in this, this advertising, it was a job posting. It was on oh, monster.com, yeah. mm-hmm. right? This company has, I think they said, 55 branches. Yeah. 
They, come right. join our network of 55 branches. So I'm like, there are 55 branches across the country of this company gouging senior citizens and gouging first-time home buyers, and somehow we all think that's okay. And what I do, what I did love, Rob, is they did not put their name in the ad. Didn't you notice so that? So they are so ashamed. I mean, that that you know that right there shows me. I'm telling you, if I'm running an ad for employment, RP funding is all over it. Everywhere. Because we're doing the right things. When you are offering to pay someone a $13,000 commission to take advantage of a senior citizen, I probably wouldn't put my name in that ad either. I'd be scared to. It, it's absolutely Tar and feather. crazy. But this is going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's going on right now. And I'm, I'm going to post that ad on my Facebook so everybody can see it. Leave it to RP funding and all of us here at Saving Thousands to do the job right, do it the first time, and on time. And speaking of that, recently you may have heard Robert Palmer on this very radio show talk about the major changes taking effect in the way that mortgages are handled. These are new federal mandates that are telling mortgage companies new procedures, new forms, revolutionary changes in the mortgage industry, and the first ones that have been done since 1976. Most of this is built around a common theme, know before you owe. So there's a lot more disclosure, a lot earlier in the loan process. There's a lot more communication. But a lot of the big lenders were scared to death of this for a lot of reasons. One is, for all of these years, their computers have been set up in certain ways, their documentation, all the things that they do to get a loan through has been done in an old way. And a lot of big companies have a real hard time changing. And smaller companies sometimes can't afford to make big changes like this and they simply drop off the wayside. And some banks and institutions will probably get out of doing mortgages all along. But with RP funding, it's different. If you're considering buying a home, and you've heard these pundits on the television, late night TV, and they're saying this new TRID Act, was what it's called from the government, the new TRID Act is going to make it 60, 70, 80, 90 days to close on a loan? Well, there's a lot that could happen during that time. But here's the good news. Ever since hearing about TRID, RP Funding has been working on loans in that procedure. They've already made the changes on one set of computers while they were still closing loans under the old way up until the October 5th deadline. So when it came the day to start TRID, well, it was no problem for RP Funding. We've been doing it all along. So we still can have a loan closed in 30 days, and most of the time it can be done in 10 days if need be. Well, you know, one of the things that Robert truly believes in is communication. We've reached hundreds of thousands of people over the years by using radio, by using television, by using billboards, by sponsoring major events. Well, that's one form of communication, but now we can also reach you other ways and you can reach us and access more empowerment for you. There's savingthousands.com. There's the radio show that now goes 24-7 on iHeart. Just search out Robert Palmer Channel on iHeart. Now, we have another way that we can get to you. You can get to them. It's a way that we can communicate back and forth 24 hours a day on your smartphone. No, we're not going to call you. (laughs) And and, and you're probably not going to call the office at 2 in the morning, but I'll tell you what you can do. You can access radio shows that we have done, archive shows, on our brand new app. Yep, there's an app for that, too. It's the Saving Thousands radio app. It costs you nothing. And you can just tune into that anytime. Just download from your app store. And before you know it, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer anytime you want to listen on demand. Okay, and you know what? That's not the end of it. You can also text us and you can ask Robert questions that way. Or you can ask him questions on savingthousands.com. Robert, you got some text over there? All right, now we got a, I got a text here asking me to discuss HARP. That came in a few minutes ago, so we're going to talk about HARP. And then I also got one that says uh, they want me to talk about trailer homes or mobile homes on their own property. And uh, will banks agree to a short sale? Uh, Not until you're so many payments passed. All right, so we're going to talk about these three things. We'll start with HARP. Mm -hmm. So HARP is the Home Affordable Refinance Program. HARP was created by the government at the time when home prices were very, very depressed. And the vast majority of people were underwater. And meanwhile, interest rates had dropped considerably. And so the idea was if we let people take advantage of low rates, if we have all these people who bought their home at a six and a half or a seven percent interest rate, and we lower their interest rate to three or three and a half or four because rates are lower, their payment will go down. They are more likely to stay in their home. And I will tell you, Rob, I honestly believe that HARP saved our housing market and saved our country from the depths that the recession could have reached. Okay. Because without HARP, 
so many more people would have walked away from their homes. So many more people would have not been able to afford their homes, right? We saw people who saved four or five, six hundred dollars a month by taking advantage of HARP. So now all of a sudden it was more attractive to stay in their home and keep making payments than it would be to walk away and go rent an apartment mm -hmm. somewhere. So HARP was created for this. So here's how this works. If you have a loan that is backed by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, all right, now you don't make your payments to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So when you make your payments to, I would say almost not, something like 90 or 92% of all mortgages made in the last, since the crash are backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Right. When you get a loan from RP Funding and, and you make your payments to us and we service your loan, we are actually securitizing the loan in the background with Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Uh, and so to find out if Fannie or Freddie own your loan, there's a lookup tool on the internet. And so if you go into Google and you type in, does Fannie Mae own my loan or does Freddie Mac own my loan? It'll ask you for your address, the last four years social security number, some other information It will tell you yes or no. If you get a yes on either one of those, you now can do HARP theoretically. Uh, the other thing is you have to have had your mortgage since back in 2000, I think it's like June, 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, that website will give you the exact date. Uh, so a lot of people have already taken advantage of HARP or people who refinanced after 2009 no longer can take advantage of HARP, but they really don't need to. Because if you bought your home after 2009, you should have equity because we didn't see home prices go down. We've seen the opposite. We've seen home prices uh. go up since then. So the, the real key to HARP is that you don't need a new appraisal in most cases. And even if you do need a new appraisal, it doesn't really matter what it comes in at because we can loan you way above the appraised value when it comes to a HARP loan. So HARP is purely there for people who have Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loans. They've had them since pre-2009 and they still do not have enough equity in their home to take advantage of a refinance. Now, we offer HARP loans here at RP Funding on both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans because we're a direct seller servicer with Fannie and Freddie. Uh, the next thing is when you do a HARP loan with RP Funding, I'm paying all the closing costs right now. <laughs> oh, uh, so this was unique. A lot of banks looked at HARP as a way to make extra profits and take advantage of their clients. And so on their HARP loans, they charged all these extra fees. And they actually did seminars on this at some of the conferences I went to. They said, well, these people are already upside down, so they don't care if you charge them a bunch of fees because they're already upside down. Well, I think that's garbage. So if you do a HARP loan with RP Funding, I pay all the closing costs. You get our great low rates. And if you're upside down, you can take advantage of the refinance, even though you don't have equity. Uh, in some cases, if you if you didn't have PMI before, you won't have to have PMI again. There's, there's a lot of cool things with HARP, uh, but that's the basics of the program. It was built to let people who did not have enough equity to refinance take advantage of the refinance. The only catch is you have to have a Fannie or a Freddie-backed loan. A lot of people do not. And unfortunately for all of those people, until, rates, until home prices get back high enough where they can refinance, we're getting close. Yep. We're seeing a lot of people... Uh, who their home value is getting very close back to where it used to be. Uh, so that's exciting. So that's the basics on HARP. Uh, that question came into the text line at 35353. Again, you can shoot us questions at 35353. Uh, next question, talking about mobile homes on your own property. Yeah, a lot of questions. So here's, here's the thing. So you can finance. There's two ways to finance manufactured homes. And while I do not finance manufactured homes at RP Funding, uh, early in my career, we financed a ton of them. I was very involved in this industry. I've got a lot of knowledge with it. I actually own a number of modular and manufactured homes uh, in Polk County uh, as, as rental properties. Uh, and, and so there's two ways to finance manufactured homes. One is as what's called chattel, which is where you basically get a car loan on it. So you get a loan that's, that's guaranteed by the title of the manufactured home. It has nothing to do with real estate. It's not a mortgage. It's called a chattel loan. Uh, and basically it's a car loan and it uses the title of the manufactured home. The other way to finance a manufactured home is to put it on a piece of land, set it up on a permanent foundation, retire the titles, and now you have it taxed as real property. You get what's called an RP, a real property sticker. A little, uh, little ironic they, there. They do Hiram. that for you? Yeah. So you get hmm. your you get your real property sticker, which says that the titles have been retired and the manufactured home is now considered real property. And now you can get a mortgage on it. Uh, unfortunately, most mortgage companies do not lend on manufactured homes, including right. us. And and one of the reasons is we the default rate is insane. And I don't know why. I don't know what I don't know what causes manufactured homes to have a higher default rate. Mm -hmm. But they are they are almost ten times as likely to end up in foreclosure oh, no. as a site built home. And I don't I don't know what the reasoning behind it is. I don't want to guess as to what the reasoning behind it is, but statistically it's a riskier product. And and so we don't like risk. Uh the other thing I will tell you is usually, uh, and it depends, but in a lot of cases, because the insurance is so much more expensive, I mean yeah, the, the homeowner's amazing. insurance is very, very expensive. And then the interest rates are higher. And so really what happens is when you look at all that, you could almost have a regular block house the same monthly payment because the insurance is so expensive and because the interest rates are higher and because they are so much more difficult to finance. So 
that's uh, I wish I had better news. I wish I had better advice on that. Uh, and then the other question, I'm not really understanding. It says, will the banks agree to a short sale not until eight payments? I guess they're asking how delinquent you have to be. And so here's what I'll tell you. There's no real law on this. A bank can technically short sale if you're current. And we've seen this happen a couple of times. We've seen some people that have gotten new mortgages from us uh, because they sold, they did a short sale on their house and they weren't ever late. And if you're not ever late, then there's no waiting period. So sometimes the bank will let you do a short sale, even if you're not past due, uh, because maybe you're getting transferred for your job. Maybe something happened in your life. You write a good hardship letter. You say, hey, bank, I'm going to keep making this payment, but I don't know how long I can keep going. Please let me short sell this house. Uh, but in most cases, yes, they want you to be delinquent. Uh, you know, you're asking about a, an eight payments late. I don't really know about. Uh, there's not really a certain number. You know, I would say as soon as you're five or six payments late, they know it's serious and you're probably not going to catch up. Uh, but again, talk to your bank. Reach out. Open lines of communication. Call them. Tell them what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Tell them the reason for your short sale. Uh, you know, basically for those who don't know, a short sale means that you owe more than the house is worth. Okay, so if I owe two hundred thousand and the house will only sell for one hundred fifty thousand. When I sell it for 150000 the bank is going to look at me and want to know where the other fifty grand is. Because I, I owe the bank two hundred, and I'm going to sell the house to you, Rob, for one hundred I'm going to be 50000 short. I probably don't have the 50000 to cover the difference. Exactly. And so a short sale means that you ask the bank to forgive the other 50000 and just accept the current value of the home, which in a lot of cases they will do. And that has to be a, a real arm's length transaction. Like, you can't, do, yeah, I you can't buy your brother's it, house. I couldn't sell it to you, Rob. You know, because we know we each work other. Together. We yeah. work together. You can't sell it to a friend or family member. You've got to sell it, and it's got to be gone. Uh, another question just came in on the text line, 35353, and that's, uh, what's the difference between lender fees and closing costs? All right, so this, Excellent. So this is a good one. So uh, at RP Funding, we never charge lender fees. And then on refis right now, I'm paying all of the closing costs. So let me explain those differences. So closing costs here in the state of Florida, uh, we don't have a state income tax. And so we have very high state closing costs. So closing costs are going to include things like uh, title insurance, right? So when you close on a home, there's a title company. Mm -hmm. So you've got to pay title closing fees. You've got to pay for title insurance. Uh, you've got to pay. Uh, you've got to pay the search and exam fees to the title company. There are uh, state closing costs, state taxes. This is documentary stamps on the mortgage. This is doc stamps on the deed if it's a purchase. This is intangible tax on the mortgage. Uh, those equal about uh, on about eleven hundred bucks on a two hundred thousand dollar loan. The title insurance and costs are going to be probably twelve or thirteen hundred bucks on a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Uh, you know, there's interim interest, there's an appraisal. These are all things we call closing costs. And so, closing costs can be three, four, five thousand dollars, recording fees, everything else. Then there's the lender fees. So, lender fees is what you pay to the lender. And so, to me, the big differentiator is if the money is paid to a third party, if it's paid to the state of Florida, uh -huh. if it's paid to the appraiser. If it's paid to the title company, that is a closing cost. It's real money. Right. It's real. If it's paid to the lender, if it was being paid to me, to RP funding, then that's a lender fee. That's a junk fee. That's a profit item the lender is charging you. These are things like underwriting fees, processing fees, origination fees, mortgage broker fees. They can really call them whatever they want. Uh, the key is they're paid to the lender. And so at RP funding, we never charge the lender fees. So right there, we're going to be $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 cheaper than most of our competitors, depending on how much they charge in lender fees. But then right now on refinance transactions, I'm paying all of the closing costs in addition to not charging any lender fees. And the way I'm doing that is I took the money out of my advertising budget. So we spend millions of dollars a year on advertising. And so I took two and a half million dollars of that. And I took it away from the billboard companies and I took it away from the TV stations and I took it away from the radio stations. Uh, and I took it away from Google pay-per-click and I took it away from our direct mail budget. And I'm using that $2.5 million to pay all of your closing costs when you refinance with RP funding because I believe the word-of-mouth advertising, Rob, that I will get from paying all of the closing costs will be more effective than if I had given that $2.5 million to the TV stations and radio stations and everybody else. We're going to see if I'm right or not because we're in the middle of this experiment now. So we'll, right. we, I think it's working. I think it's working beautifully. So if you're thinking about refinancing, you can call us right now. In addition to not charging lender fees— I'm going to pay all of your closing costs by using this $2.5 million I took out of my advertising budget. And you can call us at 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634, 855-RP-Funding, or go to rpfunding.com. Refinance right now, and I will pay every penny of the closing costs. Plus, I don't charge you any lender fees. Big savings, great rates. We're taking that money right out of our advertising budget. 
And so what I need you to do is when you take advantage of that, I need you to go tell your friends and family because uh-huh. I'm basically paying you for for money I should be spending on advertising. Well, so far in the show, we've covered a lot of ground, but there's a lot more to talk about each and every day right here as we save thousands with Robert Palmer. A while ago, I mentioned the savingthousands.com website, savingthousands.com. What a great website. And right there on that website, you can get a GPS for your money. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, that isn't it great now that we can get in our cars, know where we want to go, but we're not real sure how to get there? Well, you can do that with your money now. Robert has created the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. Each one of these 15 rules is written to enable you to get to your destination of financial independence and total control over your finances very, very easily. Each rule is kind of like a turn in the route, if you will. And you're going to find these to be very, very easy to follow. And you're going to find them putting more power in your pocketbook and in your wallet from the very first day that you read them. Rule number one is always shop around. How many times have you on impulse gone into a store, seen something that you really like, maybe they've got spotlights and balloons on it, and you buy it only to suffer buyer's remorse the next day when you see the same product advertised for less or an even better version of that product. So shop around, take some time, look around at the different deals you can get. And now with online services and all the media out there, it's easier than ever to shop around. All right, number two is know your numbers. You gotta know your credit score. You gotta know your home value. You've gotta know your balances and you've gotta know your interest rates. Well, Robert, I want to get back to RP funding and the companies that you built. And I, for one, am very, very proud to be a part of this growing operation that is helping people. So I wanted to talk for a few minutes about how it all began when you announced no lender fees. And I'm thinking that what we need is a commercial now with a Watergate style like burglary with, you know, dark offices, but two men with flashlights and they're opening drawers and they're, they're opening desks and they're looking all around and the night watchman catches them and says, what are you guys doing? They say, we're looking for the fees. That guy, there's no way he can not be charging fees. The hidden fees drama, right, Robert? You remember the old Ditech commercials where the guy would like, he'd like, I mean, this poor guy, he looked like he was quasi-suicidal, you know, super depressed. He's sitting at his desk. He's got the bad comb over. He's like, oh, I lost another loan to Ditech, right? (laughs) Yeah. Those commercials crack me up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our, our competitors are definitely pretty ticked off that I quit charging fees. And so in the beginning, they were like, oh, yeah, this is what I heard more than anything, Rob. RP's never going to make it. He'll run out of money soon. Like, I love how they assume that I am I am losing money, right? Like, he'll mm-hmm. run out of money soon, assuming that mm. I, I had some large amount of money, and that large amount of money is going down every month, and there is a point where I will no longer have any money, and I will disappear, and they can all go back to charging fees, right? That's a, RP uh, will run out of money soon. He'll be off the TV. He'll be off the billboards. He'll, he'll probably cancel his radio show, and, <laughs> and he'll be homeless. And we're gonna see him down in uh, we're gonna see him down in Munn Park in Lakeland, you know, with a little sign, homeless, <laughs> because he spent all his money uh, giving away loans with no lender fees. Mm-hmm. Right? Not gonna happen. No. Right? Now we're we're doing pretty well over here at RP Funding, and we're doing it by putting the consumer first, which is what drives the comp- the competitors crazy. Like they just they are so angry about the fact that we do these mortgages with no lender fees. And then when I came out with the when I took the two and a half million dollars out of my advertising budget. And, and stuck it into uh, paying people's closing costs, I really think there were some local mortgage guys whose head literally exploded. Like, I'm, I'm talking like their their assistant had to come in and clean up their office because <laughs> their head spontaneously exploded uh, when they heard that I was doing refinance mortgages and I was paying all of the closing costs out of my advertising budget. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, so I would like to apologize to that secretary who had to clean up that mess <laughs> when my competitor's head spontaneously exploded because I started paying all the closing costs on refinances. Uh, it's just what I got to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for the consumer. You know, damn the industry. I'm fighting I'm for the consumer. You. Well, right? you've always been a revolutionary ever since we, we all began together seven years ago. And I can just picture that there's got to be mortgage guys that are sitting around and maybe they meet after work for a martini or something. They've got to go in. Did you hear what RP did today? Have you heard what RP's doing now? That RP funding. What are they up to over there? I've got a great story. So one of my, uh, one of my uh, business development people was at a, a cocktail party or at a at an event, right? And when we go to these events with real estate agents, there's probably like a three to one ratio of people trying to sell real estate agents something to real estate agents, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go to like a women's council realtors meeting, 
if there are 30 real estate agents there, there are 90 title, mortgage, insurance, <laughs> home inspection, you know, uh, property management, like mm-hmm. like the 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 vultures, right? All trying to get deals out of these real estate agents. And so they were an event. And so what ends up happening is usually the the mortgage people are all like huddled over in a corner, like hanging out talking. And so uh, my one of my people was talking to someone from a competitor, and there were like maybe two or three people from the competitor, and uh, and she was over there with her by herself. And so they kind of they were ganging up on her, and, and they were talking about a deal that we had recently taken from them because they weren't going to be able to close on time. And so the customer switched to us. And uh, we were going to close that deal, I think, in like six days, five days. It was a, wow. it was a rush because they dropped the ball. And, and so mortgage person A at that company says, you can't close a loan in five days. There's no way. What's that all about? And then mortgage person, e, B, person B from that same company said, he's Robert Palmer. He can do whatever he wants. And I've seen him close <laughs> loans that fast before. right? And this was like my equivalent of the guy of the old Ditech commercial because it's, it's, it wasn't even my person saying this. It was the two people at the competitor. The, the one was like, he can't. And I was like, I've seen him. He can. We can, people. We do it every day. So, yes, yeah, so that's it. You know, we, and the cool thing, I mean, the whole point of this is, right, when I was first in the mortgage business, I was a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, back then I would tell people, mortgage brokering, that's the best thing possible because that's what I did, right? <laughs> like I have all these options and I can, I can find, you know, now that I'm a lender, I realize that was complete BS. I didn't know any better at the time. Mm-hmm. All I knew was mortgage brokering. And the propaganda I had heard that mortgage brokers were, you know, mortgage brokers give consumers options. We have choices, you know, because you're not tied to one lender. Well, the problem is all lenders end up at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So as a mortgage broker, you're picking which of the lenders you're going to send the loan to who is then going to turn around and send it to Fannie Mae. Well, now at RP Funding, I just get to go straight to Fannie Mae, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole different ballgame. And so when, when I, from my eyes kind of first opened to this, I said, you know what? One day, one day I'm going to own a mortgage company that can close loans as quickly as I want to. I'm going to own a mortgage company where the underwriters and the processors and the funders and everybody are in one single building. See, because back then as a mortgage broker, Rob, I would have to FedEx your file to like three different states to get it closed. Oh. And it was like that file would have more frequent flyer miles than you can imagine. And today it's a little better because everything's paperless. Now they're just emailing your file all over the country. Uh, but back then we had to FedEx the file all over the country. Mm-hmm. The cool thing here, and, and again, this is why I built my company this way, because everything is right here. You know, like I'm looking through the window on the left side of the studio and I, I can see a row of loan officers and then like like six or seven over, I can see the row of processors and mm-hmm. then right, right behind them, I can see my head of underwriting's office. You know, I mean, it's all right. And then I can see the people that collect the mortgage payments after closing. Like I, I can go out there and I could throw a ping pong ball and I could probably bounce it off of the desk of every person who's going to touch your file from origination to closing. <laughs> and let me no other. There's there's no hardly other companies that have that. You know, they're all. Oh, well, the underwriting is in California and the closing department is in New York and we're down here in Florida and we're going to send your file over the place and people lose documents and they can't keep mm-hmm. up. And this department hates that department because Sally got drunk at the Christmas party. 33 years ago and ticked off Judy. I mean, it's it's insane. And so the, all these politics and all this like competing op center garbage, like it all got in the way of getting the consumer to the closing table, which mm-hmm. is what it was all about. So I, this is in my early, early career. I'm like, you know what? One day, one day I'm going to own my own mortgage lender. I'm going to quit being a mortgage broker mm-hmm. and I'm going to own an actual mortgage lender. And when I do it, I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to get loans closed on time. I'm going to have underwriting and closing and funding and everything under one roof. And we're going to give great service to our consumer. Now, at this point in my life, Rob, I had no intentions of doing mortgages with no fees. Right? That came mm-hmm. that came much later in life. Back then, I just I wanted to be able to give great service, and and I probably at the time was thinking I can charge higher fees if I'm able to get all this great service and get mm-hmm. loans done on schedule. Right? Well, as I grew up and as I spent more time in the industry, and I had this kind of natural natural personal evolution uh, to getting to the point. Where as I became a lender, I said, oh, my God, these guys make way more money than we made as mortgage brokers. Like, (laughs) like, this is insane. Like, you know, I mean, it was like pulling back the curtain. I'm like, oh, my, like, really? Like, there's this much money to be made on a mortgage? And it almost made me feel guilty. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit charging the upfront junk fees because I am not that greedy. I'm not that ruthless. I don't have to make. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, this is too much money to make on a single deal. This can't be right. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm not going to charge the fees. Mm-hmm. I'm going to waive that 12, 13, 14, $1,500 worth of fees. I'm trying to think what our fee, what my, at the last company I worked for uh, before RP funding, I want to say underwriting was like $695, $695. Oh. And then I think processing, the processing fee was like $495. So that's like $1,200, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, we had to charge you uh, like $2,250 to pull your credit report. And then there was this thing called a MERS fee. 
So this is awesome. So uh, in order to avoid having to pay for transfers in public records, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association and some of the biggest lenders in the country uh, created a company called MERS, Mortgage Electronic mm. Recording Sys Services or Systems, M-E-R-S. And, uh, and MERS, the idea is instead of transferring, filing assignments of mortgage, because back in the day, if I sold your mortgage to somebody else, I had to go file a paper assignment down at the courthouse. Oh. And that would cost me like $12.50. Mm-hmm. And so the industry's like, we got a better idea. We're going to do this electronic thing and we're going to do all the, the assignments electronically. And MERS charges us as members $3.95. Listen, we're up $3.95. It might be a little more now, but back then it was $3.95. Mm-hmm. And so as an industry, we said, well, well, we can't be expected to pay this $3.95. <laughs> we're going to pass it on to the consumer. And so we oh, actually, we would, wow. we would put... The three dollars and ninety-five cents on the closing statement with this other company. So you know, so we're, we're charging like twelve hundred bucks for underwriting and processing, three dollars and ninety-five cents for MERS, uh, twenty-two fifty for credit report. Then we have to get a flood cert. We have to figure out if your house is in a flood zone, and that costs like I don't think it's like seventy bucks. I know that, that one's seventeen. Sorry, flood cert was seventeen dollars, and so we would charge that to the consumer, and then we have to get a tax service fee. Because uh, what oh. happens is we have to pay a third-party company to check your taxes every year to make sure they're paid. And then if your tax bill goes up or goes down, we want to know about it. And so instead of us having to call 8,000 different counties across the country to find out people's tax bills, there's a tax service bureau, these people, and we pay them like $76 or $82, something between $70 and $90 to monitor your tax bill and tell us when, uh, when the taxes change. And again, we could not be expected to give up. $76 of our hard-earned profits. <laughs> so we charge that to the consumer. And, and so I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, like I didn't even realize how much money lenders made back then. I, I wasn't in the know, right? Like I didn't get to see all the financial numbers, all the, the long-term profits from servicing. I mean, there's a lot of money in collecting the payments and servicing the loans because you get paid indefinitely. If you keep that loan mm-hmm. for 10 years, I get to make 500 bucks a year for 10 years. That's $5,000 extra. That's on top of the normal money you make, right? I mean, it's insane. And so I was like, you know what? I don't have to charge all this crap. I understand now why the industry is always called these junk fees because they truly are junk. I mean, it, it's just greed. Well, folks, by now, I hope you realize that this radio show and SavingThousands.com and the Saving Thousands app and all the rest of it is really aimed at helping you. It's all about putting you in the driver's seat so people don't take advantage of you anymore. And it's all about providing more and more services. It seems like Every time I sit down with Robert, he's got another idea. You know, we may be sitting in his office or we may be walking around the office complex and he'll say, hey, Newt, what about if we did this? Well, it was a conversation just like that that began the home value hotline. And what Robert was talking about way back when, way before the Zillows, way before the Trulia, was he said, you know, we've got to figure out a way that people can get a true evaluation of their home without them going out and spending a whole bunch of money. Well, he came up with a great idea, and that is the Home Value Hotline. They can simply call RP Funding, and we will put people in the real estate industry to work for you. Now, these people are not going to call you back to try to get a real estate listing. They're not going to try to sell you anything. This is sort of a cooperative venture between professional realtors and people in the real estate industry and RP Funding that if you need to know the value of your house, they're going to do it for you. And think about this. These are people from your own neighborhood. If you're working with uh, Zillow or Trulia or any one of the monster mega evaluation companies, you're dealing with a computer that's simply going over sales data and simply going over algorithms. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't tell me if you're in a part of town where the expressway is about to come through or a new shopping area or new attractions. It doesn't tell you anything. That computer doesn't know all that. But local real estate people do. So call the Home Value Hotline at 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. Robert, earlier in the show, we were talking about the no closing cost refi. But can we go back and kind of talk about the advantages that a refi can give us? It can really, really pay off. So, Rob, today I want to talk about refinancing. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of rules, and, and this revolves around, and, and for most people, their mortgage is the largest transaction they have. Uh, we haven't talked about this in a while. You know, we've really been focused on the rules and, and you know, educating our kids and everything else going on. But today I wanted to take a moment and kind of walk through, you know, how we're seeing people save a ton of money by refinancing their mortgage, the different reasons and strategies people uh, use to do that. And then also uh, the ways one of my companies, RP Funding, can actually help them do that. And so 
uh, as we kind of look at the different ways people can refinance, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure I'm going to forget some here, Rob. So feel free to chime in as we go through. Uh, the, the big one, the first one, obviously, is, is just reducing your interest. And right, one of our rules here on the network is to reduce interest whenever possible. Uh, you know, people don't realize the impact that an interest rate has. And I think for some people, the idea of lowering an interest rate just kind of seems too good to be true. Right. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to pay less money every month and I don't really have to do anything different. Uh, you know, we're almost we've almost been brainwashed to believe that, you know, that there is no free ride, that, that, that this is too good to be true. But in, in reality, the reason interest rates are so low is because we're not getting paid anything on our savings accounts and our CDs. Uh, and, and it's a natural movement in the economy. And so with interest rates as low as they are, everyone should be taking advantage of these lower interest rates. But for a lot of people, their big banks don't want them to, right? The, the big bank that holds their mortgage doesn't want them refinancing because they don't want you to pay less, right? They make more profit when you continue to pay more. Uh, and so a lot of the big banks are, are not letting customers know the benefits of refinancing right now. Interest rates are still extremely low. You know, people who bought a house uh, a couple years ago, rates were, you know, rates were very low, Rob, and they shot up. And people who bought homes when rates were higher uh, can benefit greatly from refinancing right now. Mm -hmm. And then there's still people who have higher interest rates from before. The other thing we see is maybe when you bought your home, you had a, a lower credit score. Maybe you bought your home on an FHA mortgage and you're paying that dreaded mortgage insurance premium, right? These are all solutions that can be fixed uh, with a refinance if you have equity and you have the good credit. And so for people who've been listening to this show and they've been improving their credit score, they've been moving in the right direction, right? The higher credit score is going to equate for lower rates for them. Right. Uh, as their home has gone up in value, which we've seen happening all over the states that the network is broadcast in, where we're seeing home values increase dramatically, which means you can eliminate PMI most likely when you refinance that loan. Because if your home value has gone up enough to where now you don't need the PMI or just because your home value has gone up enough, you need less PMI. And that can have a huge impact on your payment. And so what we see people doing, Rob, is they're taking advantage of the low interest rates. They're taking advantage of the, the elimination of PMI. And they're doing it with a refinance. And while refinancing was harder a couple of years ago, we've seen guidelines loosen. You know, my mortgage company, RP Funding, we've loosened our guidelines. Most lenders have loosened their guidelines. It's easier to refinance today than it was three or four years ago. And it really is this perfect storm. There was a great article recently uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association put out about this perfect storm for refinancing because home values are up, okay, interest rates are low. And guidelines have expanded. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and, and the, the mortgage guarantors have reduced their guidelines, allowing us to reduce our guidelines as lenders, right, in the regulatory environment. So it's this perfect storm to refinance. But the funny thing is so many people haven't taken advantage of it, Rob. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of break down the different ways you can save. Uh, right now, my mortgage company, RP Funding, uh, one of my companies and the Robert Palmer family of companies, uh, we're offering refinances where I pay all the closing costs. Uh, so this is a unique opportunity where you can refinance your home loan without any of those pesky closing costs, right? The, when you look at, we talk a lot about the opportunity cost, about weighing uh, the sacrifice, the you know what you have to give to get something uh, in personal finance. And, and usually with a mortgage refinance, what you have to give is the closing costs, right? That's the downside. So, well, yeah, I can save a couple thousand bucks a year over here in interest, but it's going to cost me $5,000 in closing costs, so it may not be worth it. And so to help my listeners, to help my financial ninjas, take advantage of the refinance without the downside, I'm eliminating all of those closing costs. I'm going to pay them for you. We're not going to finance them into your loan. We're not going to hide them under your pillow for the tooth fairy. Right? <laughs> We're not going to bury them in your backyard somewhere and hide them from you. We're just not going to charge them. And then the ones that we don't control, I'm going to pay on your behalf. You know, we make money by servicing your loan and I'm going to basically advance money to bribe you to do business with me by paying all of your closing costs because I want every one of my listeners, I want every one of my financial ninjas to refinance their mortgage and have the lowest possible interest rate because it is the largest bill in most of our lives. And so if you wanna see what this looks like, and I want you to call and see what this looks like, I want you to call the office right now uh, so one of my loan officers at RP Funding, my mortgage company, can figure out how much money we can or can't save you with a refinance. I'm paying all the closing costs for you because I want to eliminate that barrier so that you'll refinance, and then I'm going to keep your loan for the next 10, 20, 30 years, and I'm going to make a quarter point a year, that's the servicing fee, off of your loan forever. It's worth it to me to pay the closing costs today to get more of my loyal listeners to switch their mortgage over to RP funding by refinancing. All right, so it's a, it's a toll-free call. There's no obligation. There's nothing to be worried about. Let us take a look at this. Let us show you how much money you can save with a no closing cost refi through RP Funding, a refinance where I pay all the closing costs, where I eliminate that barrier. And it's a simple phone call to get your free 
mortgage analysis, your free breakdown of what you can save at 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. Call right now. Let me show you how much money I can save you. Let me show you how much money I'm going to save you by paying all of your closing costs as a part of this limited time special, right? 855-773-8634, or you can go to rpfunding.com. One of the amazing things, Rob, is what we're seeing so many people do, and I love this. This is this is the the best thing you can do. One of our rules is you know to buy your home on a 30-year mortgage and then refinance to a 15-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because the power of shortening that term has such an impact on your ability to save. And so what we're seeing a lot of people do now is instead of taking the savings monthly with a lower payment, they're using the savings to shorten their term. And they're paying their home off five years sooner, seven years sooner, 10 years sooner than they would have if they had kept the old mortgage. I mean, imagine that, Rob. Imagine having five years extra without a mortgage payment just by making a simple phone call and letting us refinance your mortgage. Imagine having seven years more without a mortgage payment, right? If you've got 20 years left on your mortgage and we can put you into a 15-year term with the same monthly payment because the 15-year rates are so much lower, right? If that works out, you're talking about five less years of payments on the backside of this mortgage. If you owe 23 years on that mortgage and we can get you into a 15-year, you're talking about eight less years of a mortgage, And when we look at being a financial ninja, when we look at planning for the future, planning for retirement, right? And even if you don't think you're going to pay the house off, the acceleration of building equity happens all along the way, right? So when you go to that shorter term loan, from day one, more of the money is going toward principal than would have on a longer term loan. So you're building equity faster. You're improving your personal balance sheet faster. So even if you sold the home in five years or 10 years, you're going to get a much bigger check because you'll have reduced the mortgage so much quicker by going the shorter term. Well, Robert, we've covered a lot of area today, and most of this material is also expanded on at savingthousands.com. So, folks, if there was the talk of refinance or home values or whatever that kind of has you intrigued and you want to know more, well, there's several things you can do. You can go to savingthousands.com, and you can simply ask Robert. We call that Ask RP. So you go to savingthousands.com and you click on the tab that says Ask RP. There will be a form. Your question, your identity will be totally, totally confidential. So don't worry about that. But we'll get the answer right back to you. And we'll probably use that topic in a future show. So feel free to utilize savingthousands.com with this peace of mind. We are not using Saving Thousands, the website, to recruit people. We're not using that to build up some kind of a real estate finders list. It's just not that way. Savingthousands.com has been designed to take off where these shows leave off, giving you all the information you need to be an empowered consumer. So what's the end game? Well, the end game is this. It's very simple. The more and more people who are truly, truly taking over their finances, they will have more money at the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year, to do things like buy real estate. And sometime along the way, you might want to shop around for that mortgage company, and you may just choose one of the candidates being one of our companies. That's pretty much it. There's no obligation. There's no hard sell. But we feel like if we are becoming friends of yours, maybe at any time, maybe you don't even want the mortgage from RP Funding, but maybe we can help you with the information. It all works out in the end. If you help the consumers, everybody wins. And we all save thousands with Robert Palmer.